This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast to you out of Tampa Bay, but remotely out of Arizona and all across the globe via iHeartRadio, our podcast and streaming online off the website iworkforhim.com. We're so grateful that you tuned in from all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville and the First Coast, all over Hampton Roads, Virginia, and on Grace Radio in Northwest Georgia. So thankful for you guys tuning in today. You know, Jim, I want to encourage our listeners to take a minute and share with us their story. Let us know what God's doing in their workplace. They can go out to our website, iworkforhim.com, that you mentioned, and go to our contact page, and there they can send us a message what maybe something they've heard on our show that has encouraged them to change things in their workplace or to look at it differently, to pray for their boss, maybe whatever it might be. I'd love to hear from them. I would really just ask each one of you to consider, take a moment. You can do it right from your cell phone. Unless you're driving, please wait. But uh, give yourself a little reminder and uh, take a moment. Let us know. We want to know what God's doing in your workplace and how he's using you and being a tool. So I just want to encourage so you, you to call do that. The listener line? You want well, to... they, I, I would, well, I mean, if they can say it in a minute, but I'm guessing that most people, if they want to tell us what God's doing in their workplace, it might take longer than a minute. All right. Okay. So the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. If you could talk fast like me, call there. If you need, otherwise, if you need a little more time, you can always reach us on uh, iworkforhim.com on the Contact Us page. That's right. That'd be fantastic. Kingdom investing. What is it? What does it look like? Is it for business? Is it just for making money? In fact, does God even like business and the making of money? Doesn't the Bible say that the money is a root of all evil? No, 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 no. The Bible does say that money is the root of all sorts of evil, but money is neutral. It can be used for good and for evil. God chooses some in our world to have plenty and others to have less, but to all of us, he gives us enough. For some, though, he is given a brain to see ways to multiply money and put that money into action and move forward the agenda of the kingdom. Just like the good and the faithful stewards who doubled the master's money while he was away, all of us have been called to be faithful stewards. But what does it look like to take the master's money and double it or triple it or quadruple it or quintuple it? What kind of impact can you make with investments in ventures that produce even more wealth. Hey, Luke Andrews is back on today. Dave's on vacation, golfing or doing something like that. But Luke Andrews from Bel Air Wealth Management is back on the air with us today. Check him out online, bwmadvisors.com. Somebody's got to say it because Dave isn't here. Clearly, Luke, you missed Dave's cue right there. Luke (laughs) Andrews, welcome back. Now, Luke, you wanted to have us bring on a special guest today, so why don't you introduce our special guest? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jim and Martha, for for obviously having us back. We appreciate it. Yeah, I will vouch for Dave. He is not. Uh, he's not golfing. He's not at the beach. He uh, he's probably working. Um, and uh, <laughs> probably, which is good. You can find him in the office at seven two seven five eight six fifty six fifty five. But uh, yeah, he he bought a house, so now he's in the remodeling phase. So I I think Miss Pam, his wife says uh, you either no golf or no come home. So uh, I think he chose no <laughs> golf as he's trying to help get that house situated so they can move in and get comfortable. But so, yeah, Chris, 
Conant, that is our guest. I met Chris. He's actually Dave Cruz's son-in-law's uh, contact. That's how we met Chris. And Chris came to our office over in Bel Air, Bel Air Wealth Management, and just shared with us, you know, just something unique, something that's, um, you know, that it's similar to what biblically responsible investing how I see it is, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And, and the same thing with private equity, uh, you know, what is private equity? How does that work with, the, you know, regular investments? You know, with, with Bel Air Wealth, we manage assets, um, you know, TV Ameritrade's our custodian, our platform. We can do small to medium-sized businesses, retirement plans, investment accounts. But what Chris does is something completely different, similar uh, aspect or similar concept with investing, but it's called private for a reason. Um, private equity. I'll like. I won't steal Chris's show or his thunder. You know, but Chris has a vision, or his company, Mama Society, uh, basically brings together kingdom-minded investors and 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 finds kingdom-minded businesses. And he, whether they 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 buy a controlling majority or they invest in it. But they take, uh, you know, investment money from believers and invest it in kingdom-minded business owners, businesses, obviously for a return on your investment and a profit and so forth. So, you know, there's just a lot of similarities. And when I met Chris, he's extremely impressive, you know, just had some really, really neat businesses that, you know, he's invested in or a part of and, you know, has a great vision. And, um, you know, obviously, actually not a short time ago, at Kingdom Advisors Conference, uh, I was introduced to H- Harry or Henry Monmouth um, and heard his story. So when I heard Monmouth Society, I was like, okay, got it. No kidding. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of the unsung heroes that get the gospel out. And, uh, but I won't, I won't steal Chris's thunder. I'll let him share more about that. But that's, that's why I wanted him to, to be on the show today, because I think the more people can hear about their story and what they're doing, more people can get involved mm-hmm. and, and have a nice return on your investment, but more importantly, in, invest in kingdom-minded businesses. Chris with Monmouth Society, welcome to I Work For Him. Wow, thank you so much. Luke, that was very generous of you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> You're welcome, brother. Hey, it's all true. Amen. All right. And, and Chris, well, I want to make sure people, when we talk about Monmouth Society, it's actually spelled Monmouth Society. Uh, monmouth.com. Let's see, online, it is M-O-N-M-O-U-T-H society.com, Monmouth society.com, but it's Monmouth, right? Isn't that how it's pronounced? That's correct. Absolutely. All right. So, Chris, we always ask this of every first-time guest on I Work For Him. How did you become a follower of Jesus? Uh, I met Jesus, uh, interestingly enough, I was never churched growing up. I've never been to a Sunday service. And uh, I had uh, backpacked Europe uh, when I was in college, and I got to see the world. And I had questions about my significance in it. And uh, I came back uh, from that trip, and one of my fraternity brothers had come to Christ. And I was a little angry about that because my party buddy had turned. But uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad he did because I had questions, and he was the right guy to talk to. And I met the Lord on the floor of my fraternity house in California. Wow. Well, there's a whole lot of words put together that most people are going to be very surprised to hear, that it was in your fraternity in California, 
And mm-hmm. and during college, isn't that great, Jim? That's fantastic. I love mm-hmm. that. So, Chris, at what point in time did you realize that the Lord cared? What, what kind of degree were you getting when you were in California, sitting in that frat? You know, I, I'm classically trained as a graphic designer, and so my uh, most of my career was in marketing. I, I really came right out of school and started an agency, grew that, uh, did it three times over, sold the agency each time, you know, as I grew it. And uh, and through that process, I, I learned what it was like to be a CEO and certainly a Christian CEO. And and uh, it was, uh, it, it had been a, a really wonderful journey um, running a company, uh, employing people and, and, and hearing God's voice. So at what point in time, Chris, did you realize that the Lord cared as much about your work as a marketing guy, as a graphic designer, and now as an investment, uh, a private investment guy, as he did if you had become a pastor or a missionary? You know, the truth is, is I, I, I would call it during the 90s, really, what I, the, the, the quote that I had heard was, um, was that, uh, you know, relationship evangelism is best practiced in the workplace. So I remember going to my pastor and asking him, you know, I, I think I'm supposed to be in business, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking big business or something, and, and he kind of looked around and said, well, I think there's a couple business people in our church. You know, that guy over there owns a pool business, and I'm like, no, that's not really the kind of business I'm thinking about, But and uh, nothing against pool businesses. I'm just saying that, you know, I was looking mm-hmm. for something maybe that, that God wanted to do in, in kingdom, but I really grabbed onto the concept of a relationship evangelism and how we can practice that in the workplace. It seemed like it was really effective there to get to know someone. Um, Luke 16, 9 says, make friends for yourselves with worldly wealth so that they can re- receive you into eternal dwellings. I right. love that scripture. It's a, really a guiding scripture for me in that, in that regard. We got Luke Andrews on the line with us today. Luke, you just had a birthday that was pretty much put you right smack dab in the middle age category. As you look at life through the lens of your own history, what would you tell your younger you about living out your faith in your work? Oh man, I would. Uh, I would living out my faith and work. It really having patience, having a little more patience. I think as I get older and as I mature and as I, my relationship with Christ grows, and it's a lot about patience. Um, you know, because uh, so often, it, you, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's fast paced as I go. I always feel like I have to do it now. Go, go, go. And, you know, sometimes, you know, th- there are some, there, are, there could be some advantages to that. I don't want to say there always are, but there could be some advantages. But that same advantage is going to be there a day, two days, three days, a week later. You know, so it's really, it's really learning more about patience and, you know, choosing your partners wisely. And I think that kind of fits into what, you know, Chris is going to be talking more about. You know, just choosing your business partners wisely, you know, not being unequally yoked with a business partner who is not a believer. Um, You know, so those are, as I look back, uh, living out my faith, if I was to do things differently or or how I'm, you know, incorporating things differently is definitely being patient. Uh, you know, seeking counsel, Proverbs fifteen twenty two, uh, Proverbs twelve fifteen. You know, it talks about seeking counsel and getting good advice. And you know, a fool believes that he's good. You know, a, someone wise listens yeah. to advice. So, you know, those are those are things that, as I grow and look back, um, that's important. Having more patience and, and choosing <laughs> choosing better people to be in business with. You know, unequally yoked. You want to yeah. be equally yoked. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for those thoughts, Luke. We love it. And Chris Conan is on the line today from Monmouth Society. You can check him out online, monmouthsociety.com, Monmouth Society. 
kingdompurpose.com. Chris, let's talk about Monmouth Society. What is your kingdom purpose? Well, thank you. I, I would be very clear to say that we recognize that the Christian CEO is potentially the most underserved and misunderstood U.S. missionary today. Mm. Wow. Can you, have, that, can you say that again? Well, I can. I'm going to say it in probably other words, but That's we okay. believe that the Christian CEO is perhaps the most misunderstood and underserved U.S. missionary today. Mm. And, and if I can unpack that just for a moment. Yeah. Please. Um, I, we, uh, we took a really uh, hard look using some data and some friends that we have uh, that served the uh, Economic Advisory Committee to, to Trump, said, could you look at some data for us? We want to understand how many unbelievers are there in the workplace compared to a church on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the answers were significant. I'm going to jump right to the result. And it is that Christian CEOs at large, compared to pastors on any Sunday, have 840 times more unbeliever mindshare than those pastors on a Sunday. And it made me think, oh my goodness, we just, we are not supporting the Christian CEO. They have every opportunity to have an impact on their culture, their employees, their vendors, their suppliers, their communities. And uh, we really wanted to study what is it that we can do to get behind the Christian CEO to have that kind of impact. Um, And so we, to get to our kingdom purpose, very specifically, we uh, we really look at that Christian CEO, and we say, we're going to come behind you with intercession, with peer advisory, and with capital resources, so that you can experience God yourself and fully impact that culture that exists in your employees, clients, vendors, suppliers, and communities. You said you're going to come behind them with intercession? I mean, you're talking about praying for people? That's a help to a CEO? Unpack that one for me. I love the way that sounds, but unpack that. (laughs) Thank you for asking. I would call that our umbrella for all things Holy Spirit. We just, you know, my experience as a CEO was uh, started off on my own, but it was later that I was introduced to the concept of having an intercessor around me as I do this thing in the workplace. Um. I heard you say uh, in the introductory remarks that, um, you know, it's sort of like, what does money have to do with Christianity? And yet there's this completely other side of the wall where there's a massive amount of of CEOs that are believers that own businesses that are running them as good stewards. And uh, the tough part about being a CEO is you have family responsibilities, actually two families, one at home and one at work, quite frankly. You have... uh, uh, issues with sales and trying to keep vision up and maybe uh, obligations to stakeholders. And you have uh, the weight of problems and uh, employee issues and such. And then guess what? You add Christianity on top of that, and now you're called to, you know, effectively be a steward of God's work in your company, or you feel like this is God owns my business, and so you kind of feel compelled to be a spiritual leader in, in your company, or maybe even, uh, you know, get on top of it by studying the word more and you you get where I'm kind of going with this. So Mm -hmm. the support network of having intercessors praying for you as a business person is so valuable. And I just think it is the effective model in the word of being a king and a priest, Um, you know, kind of a, a, 
uh, a business owner kind of partnered with an intercessor. Now, that, that doesn't absolve the business owner from praying and getting right. close with the Lord, but it does mean that you can walk in tandem and in unity, and I believe that that is practicing kingdom. So for somebody who's never heard that before, Chris, they've never considered having someone that it is their role to be praying for that CEO, for the organization. What does that actually look like? Just so that they get a little glimpse of, you know, kind of pique their interest, what that looks like. Well, thank you for asking. I, I want to just qualify this, that this is an ongoing uh, challenge for us, that even us as private equity investors, we need to keep seeking the Lord ourselves on the, the full model. But I will tell you that I've seen all kinds of models out there. Mm-hmm. I've seen people partnering with their church and some of their lead prayers in the church. I've seen people um, ask close friends and family to be covering them as they walk through business. I've heard of intercessors who actually uh, offer services that um, to business owners, mm-hmm. and some as ministry, and I've even seen some as a uh, for-profit model that might surprise some people. And uh, it's a, it's kind of a thought process for us to go through, like, you know, what if we, you know, what if intercessors were, pray, were paid? Is that, is, that, is that weird? Is it awkward? I mean, I have to be honest that I was challenged by that at first going, am I, like, paying for divination or something? You know, I didn't want to go there, <laughs> but at the same time, sure. I wanted to know, like, you know, if this is a, a widow, right, or, uh, or someone who, who doesn't, uh, have regular employment, and this is something that I'm asking to do six, seven, eight hours a day, which some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is: Should the, do, can I look at them as a consultant? Can I can I look at them as a as a partner in the business? And and how do I how do I help them cover their bills? Right. Do I ask the Lord? You know, should I give them something this month, or is it or is it uh, faithful to actually? Uh, you know, come up with a number that, that maybe they could be paid on a regular basis. I, I just want to tell you that our, our answer to it right now is that we, the way that we're handling it because of the uh, quantity of, of companies that we have and the number of people that we've attracted, a lot of us are, are just really invested in praying. So we are, we are heavy prayer people. We love to um, give an encouraging word or maybe highlight a scripture to a CEO that we were just praying for that morning. And I've got to tell you how powerful that is. Yeah. When that CEO is walking into the meeting and they get that text, you know, right at the right time. I mean, it just feels like God is walking with you into that meeting with you. Oh. We've, uh, we've interviewed an author out of Pensacola, Florida, who wrote a book called Our Unfair Advantage, Unleashing the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business. And really, that's what you're talking about doing with this intercession. As you guys contemplate investments, as you walk alongside business CEOs, business leaders, owners, uh, CEOs, you are teaching them to rely on the power of God instead of all on themselves through the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's really what 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 this prayer intercessory stuff really does. I mean, it's it's our unfair advantage. The Lord knows all the answers to all the questions we're asking if we would only ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if I may uh, follow through just with a, a minute and a half testimony. Well, you got a minute, so you go ahead. A minute it is. <laughs> One of our CEOs um, was in New Zealand, got a phone call from their intercessor, which would have been like three in the morning, U.S. time, said, are you standing near an ocean right now? He said, yes. Are you with somebody? Yes. I believe the Lord woke me up to tell you that you're supposed to bring that person down to the ocean and baptize them. Mm. 
Now, a CEO has to be close with the Lord in order to be obedient to that kind of a (laughs) a phone call, right? That's right. And when we come back, we're going to hear the rest (laughs) of that story because I think that's (laughs) we we want to leave that cliffhanger right there. Hey, today's show is sponsored, of course, by Bel Air Wealth Management. We got Luke Andrews on the line. Luke, if people want to get all to you and talk to you about biblically responsible investing, what's the best number to call Luke Andrews? Directly on my cell, which is a. As you, I like to say, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, right? But That's 727-798-4188, 727-798-4188. You can even text Luke right now during the show, 727-798-4188. Well, we got Chris Conant here. He's from the Monmouth Society. You can check him out online, monmouthsociety.com. Maybe, well, I'll let him explain why. But Chris, you're in the middle of a great story explaining how intercessors in business work and, and an intercessor called from the States at 3 o'clock in the morning to a, a business owner in Australia. Tell Pick up that story from there. Yeah, in New Zealand. And asked, New Zealand, uh, sorry. Said, are, you, are you standing near an ocean? He said, yes. Are you with somebody? Yes. And the intercessor said, I believe you're supposed to take that person down and, and baptize them right now. And, of course, this is a shock. But the the response and the obedience by the CEO to do that, he will testify that, first of all, the person was baptized. Second of all, it unlocked obedience in him and and with something that was going on in New Zealand. He was really working on getting a, a very large contract there. And he attributes the obedience was what qualified him. Wow. Get that contract unlocked, okay? And he'll con- he'll connect it to with with some more details. But I do want to tell you that the person was uh, the person that got baptized uh, used to uh, uh, live with a billionaire who passed away. She got nothing. She was uh, considering taking her life that very day, and uh, so it was very powerful that um, this baptism happened. And now she's on fire for the Lord uh, five months mm-hmm. later. Wow. That's That's very cool. And all because, just tying it back in, the fact that they intentionally were having people pray on their behalf in the context of their business, and that intercessor reached out with, you know, with that, um, what God, the message was from God. I just want to tie that back in so people get that, Mm -hmm. that this is all about intentionally um, having an intercessors in the in the workspace. And this is just one of the things that Mount yep. Moose Society is helping people out with. Luke Andrews, you and Chris Conan had a conversation months ago. And, and, and Chris, you and Martha and I have met in, we've met in D.C., we've met in, mm-hmm. in Oregon. We've never had long conversations. But I was embarrassed to say that Luke found out more about you than I did. And I'm like, wait a minute, we've spent time with Chris <laughs> across the country. So I'm like, okay. We've hey, it's got- cool how God webs right. it all God, together. God weaves it all together. There's no In question about time. that. So, Luke, what was it about Chris Conant and the Monmouth Society that you said, I have got to awaken the I Work Ram audience to this movement of God? Well, I, like I had mentioned, you know, the the, the thought behind uh, Monmouth Society is it's bringing kingdom-minded investors and, and helping them invest in kingdom-minded businesses. And what Chris has been talking about is one of their, you know, where they come alongside of CEOs with intercessory prayer. But I like the capital stuff, you know, the, the capital resources, the investments, which gives you know, which gives uh, believers uh, an opportunity to invest in businesses you typically would not have 
no other opportunity to invest in. So there are some parallels with what I do as a financial advisor and biblically responsible investing, but I don't, re- I don't have access to the companies and to the Christian businesses that Chris has access to. That's the difference between private and what I do. Um, so I, I, did, I, I wanted to get Chris's message out there the same way I come on your show once a month to get biblically responsible investing. It's an educational thing. We don't know what we don't know. So once you're exposed to it now, it's like, oh, wow. But there's some really cool technology things and businesses. And I don't know if we'll have time for Chris to get into any of that or what he can disclose on the air. But, you know, those are things that, that get me excited. And okay. anytime you know, you're bringing all the, the kingdom-minded stuff together. Right? That's, so that's why. Yeah. So Chris Conant, let's talk about this. You, you talk about, you, you said there's three things you do, intercession, capital resources, peer advisory. Let's talk about these capital resources. How are you taking and being a great steward of what God has entrusted you and others with and multiplying it for the kingdom? Talk, talk about what you guys are up to. Okay, well, you know, a lot of our basis of what we do, we'll, we're going to pull out of the Word as well, and as we hope your listeners do. And uh, we are heavily committed to Luke 19 and the parable of the steward and investing the master's money, because we know he's going to return one day and we're going to have to give an account. And so we believe that when we take a look at uh, his kingdom, we see that there are investments uh, being made outside of the kingdom, for example, uh, believers making investments in um, in other things. In fact, I, I I talk with friends, and they're like, I don't like the direction that the country's going. And one of my first questions is, well, what are you invested in? And then they answer, and usually it's like, well, my 401k is in a bunch of stocks and things, and I don't really know. And I'm like, well, let's take a look. And we do. And I'm like, you realize that some of these companies that you're invested in actively oppose the values that you subscribe to. And so that certainly raises the question about being biblically responsible and certainly for the direction of the, of the country. I don't want to be, you know, really supporting those things that, uh, that work against the kingdom of God. Yeah. So you're actually saying that people want, people want to be biblically responsible and they're upset with how the country's moving and which direction they're moving, yet they're actually supporting the movement against where they want to be. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and then another consideration here is that, you know, when, when the Jews sort of get a business going, we're talking about a young man going in, you know, he's part of a temple and the elders are going to be his investors and probably his advisory board. So they have a fund. And the Catholics do this well, and the Mormons do this well, and even the Muslims have a huge Muslim Sharia business investment fund. My question is, is where are the believers? Where are the Christians? Where have we been? Why have we not taken care of our own like Acts 2 and Acts 4? And where have we been? Do you think that we are just naive lazy i don't know where where do you or is it just I, really about getting the word out there with better education you know i do have a perspective and very briefly i'll just say that you know it it it, it touches on kind of that seven mountain strategy and for example in the mountain of influence of education right believers started colleges in this country and over time we abdicated mm-hmm. that away to others and i think we've sort of looked at the church and go the church is responsible for missions well, guess what? <laughs> I think that we have a role here to play in the business sector. I think your radio program is a platform to really convey the work that needs to be done in the business sphere to reach 
unbelievers in a missional capacity that is business oriented. And there should be nothing wrong with that. We should have had this in place for years. And I believe that Monmouth Society is uh, filling a gap. Well, and I, and I love it. And, and you mentioned the seven mountains. I mean, let's just briefly let people know what that is on the, on the show, because we've highlighted people that work in every one of the seven mountains. But the seven mountain strategy is the fact that the enemy has taken control of of the influence over all the seven mountains. So that would be education, it would be arts and entertainment, it would be media, it would be business, it would be church, it would be family, and it would be one other one I always mess up. Uh, did I mention education? Did you say government? Okay, government. Government, that's what it was. <laughs> all right, and and we've kind of walked away from those things going, well, the enemy's got them, we'll just do our own thing. Yet the Lord has totally said, hey, no, I want you to be a different. We're supposed to cultivate. That's what Adam and Eve said, go and cultivate. That's part of cultivating, getting involved in all these things. And, and Chris Conant with, with Monmouth Society, you're helping business owners and leaders to take their money and cultivate. Talk to us about, talk about, like, what are you guys, if somebody says, you know what, I want to make sure I invest in something that is going to help grow the kingdom and take the country in the right direction, how do you help them? Okay, so first of all, you know, we have a, a really great team uh, of guys and a network that even surpasses our team. And within, the, within our management team and then our, our outer network, um, we effectively call deal flow. And deal flow comes from, you know, investors who, I'm sorry, excuse me, CEOs who have uh, great ideas. Some are startups. Some are existing businesses that have been going on for years. Um, some are real estate deals that might transform communities, or we can put a chaplain there to sort of help build community. So we're really interested in those things that look for the communities that we can serve. And generally, we want to get behind the Christian CEO to not only fulfill the purpose that I was just explaining, but also um, because I believe that we have an, we can have a an actual evangelism type of of outcome, or sometimes we like to call it our EROI, our eternal ROI. <laughs> On, on the work that we're doing. Now, to be clear, when the deal flow comes in, we have to take a look at a lot of different kinds of companies. So we're not just we're not just a group of guys looking for eternal results. We are I, I will speak I will say this. We are an intelligent group of, of guys with great experience behind us in the financial capital world that allows us to do some excellent due diligence on the companies. So sometimes, you know, there's some Concern like, well, you know, do believers, can they really do things well? Yes, I, I, I completely believe that. I, I've seen excellence done out there. Um, and we can all think of companies that are owned by believers that are doing it with excellence. Um, we just need more of them. And they are there. That, so we, we go That's out, right. Yeah, and go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and we have to learn how to not apologize for that. Because um, who when people are looking where to put their investment, if they're not thinking from an eternal perspective, that's exactly what they want. They really want smart people that have made good choices and know what they're doing. And you're adding the benefit of the eternal re- return on investment. So um, I think this that's exactly why I would guess Luke wants people to hear about this because you're incredibly educated and smart in this sphere where I don't have that expertise, but I want it. And then I can also see eternal rewards as well. Well, Chris, isn't it possible that there are Christ followers out there that have ideas like Google, have ideas like Amazon, have ideas like Facebook, yet they can't get the money because they're kingdom minded. Yet you guys 
are looking for super high quality investments where people are really good at what they do. I mean, you're not just looking for just Jesus followers running business. You're looking for, for Jesus followers that are looking to transform the world that have great capabilities, right? I think that's accurate. Absolutely. I mean, we, um, I, I guess I could just reveal a little bit that we're, we're heavily invested in, um, in some startups that will transform the world. And they mm-hmm. are active right now at all levels of government. We are um, heavily invested in existing companies as well. That um, Some of those are even, this is a great solution that we, we were able to solve. It was kind of on the side, but we, we, had, a, um, we had a believer who was aged, and he was kind of looking to exit his company after having invested many years in building a godly culture. His kids didn't want it. And he didn't want to just turn it over to a secular, um, you know, company for investment or something. And so he looked out to Monmouth, and we were able to take a significant position. He still gets to come in on Fridays. He's happy. Culture's still there, godly, moving forward with, you know, some of the kingdom objectives that we're So we're able to protect place. a great company and keep it rolling forward. You're listening to I Work Rumors. Martha and I are having a great conversation with Luke Andrews from Bel Air Wealth Management and Chris Conant from Monmouth Society as we talk about another way. You know, so often as Jesus followers, we, we look at Wall Street and we think, well, that's the only place we can invest in order to make a return on our money. And Luke Andrews and Dave Cruz from Bel Air Wealth Management have been teaching us about biblically responsible investing for many, many years now and talking about, hey, We've got to be careful with where those dollars go and make sure that they're not promoting things that go against the kingdom of God. Well, Chris Conant with Monmouth Society has that other approach. Chris, talk to uh, talk to our audience about how people can engage with Monmouth Society. What, what's the best way for people to get connected with you, and what are some of the things they get connected with you about? Well, it's, uh, I, I think the best way to probably get involved is is to come and come come to the website. Um, you're not going to find it in Google because we have it delisted. We just want to have our conversation about our kingdom platform and kind of separate that from our um, from our SEC uh, guidelines that we're under. Um, so I would just encourage you, I'll give you the address. It's Monmouth. It's spelled M-O-N-M-O-U-T-H, like Monmouth, and then the word society.com. It's a registration process. You can come in either as an investor, if you're interested. You can come in as needing capital. Or you can just come in as a friend. If you're even an intercessor on the on the uh, uh, some of the listeners today may want to be compelled to come and uh, participate with us. Mm-hmm. So any any facet of that is available, and then it's a registration process to go through, like a four step. And the reason why it's so important is because we want everyone coming in to just kind of take a kingdom pledge with us, take a kingdom pledge to get around business owners that are doing the work of the kingdom. And, uh, and and help us be involved in creating this wealth ecosystem that honors Christ. Amen. Well, well I, the way you mentioned that, Chris, let's just talk about just how you structure your company. That you know, a lot of private inve- uh, private equity investment firms are they're all about a quick return. They want to make forty percent, and they want they they're very aggressive in taking over a company. It's just it's almost like Goliath and David. Where you know the private inve- you you want private equity? Oh boy, do you know what you're going to get into by doing that? You guys are different than that. Yet I know you're still out there making money. How is it that you structure yourselves so you're not like those typical private equity firms? Well, that's a great question too. I can probably go straight to the heart of Scripture where it talks about the spirit of mammon, um, just this concept of worldly wealth. 
and how it, it, it there is selfishness, there is greed around that, and it's heavy in the private equity world. It is. What we're aiming to do differently is we believe that the private equity model is smart because it is a model of unity. Um, when we can come in and partner, if it, whether it's 70% of a company or 1% of a company, we can still partner with that uh, Christian business owner uh, in their efforts. And furthermore, we could uh, certainly take an approach that allows us to um, uh, make a uh, put all of our resources into whether that's capital, peer advisory, or intercession, all three, of course, in, into that CEO and, and see that lived out. Hey, w- one thing that I know, that I always remembered, Chris, when we met is one of the things that you said that you you guys aren't looking for businesses to invest in that need capital and then want to sell in two years. You're you you are specifically looking for long term people, long term kingdom minded people to, to truly make a difference in the communities and the world around them. So, you know, that, that, that's a lot different than, you know, normal private equity firms where they're trying to, you know, ramp up, go as fast as you can and sell it, you know. And then so that's, uh, that's something that stuck with me, obviously, because I remembered it from, since our meeting, you know. Well, Luke, uh, you said it. And as well, I mean, think about when the CEO has a, has a bad season. The private equity company typically of the world may put a lot of pressure on that CEO. We may have a little more understanding relative to what God is doing in in the spirit realm. So we will take a different approach on that. But I would say also, you're right, we don't have to be in partnership and take a pound of flesh. Mm. And there there is a little bit that the management company makes, certainly, you know, when the company does well. And even in that, I want to tell the listeners that we have set up in our company over uh, 90% of the funding that actually flows back through ends up back in the kingdom. Half of it into DAPs or donor advice funds that we use mm. to resupport marketplace ministries that are getting behind the, the same wealth ecosystem that we're supporting. Yeah. You just mentioned something, Chris, that most Jesus followers, most business people who are Jesus followers, most people that are out there in their workplace that are Jesus followers, Never say these two words and say workplace at the same time. The spirit realm. I mean, we, as Jesus followers, are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, which gives us access to a spiritual realm, the spirit realm, the realm of the supernatural. Yet, almost never do you hear a sermon on how to access the spirit realm when active in your day-to-day. How do you help your uh, your business CEOs, the, the businesses you guys are investing in, both whether it's an intercessory or peer advisory or actually with capital, how do you help that business owner or leader to understand and to access the spirit realm? Uh, Such a great question. And there are so many CEOs that are, we're all on a continuum, right? In our relationship with the Lord, the difference in the business realm compared to maybe if I could compare it to the church realm is that the church has a lot of doctrines and, you know, kind of, sometimes walls, if I could use that word for the moment. Um, but it, what, what I've seen is in the business realm, those, those walls are less apparent. I, I, I see different doctrines kind of working with each other a lot more. I see an openness to, um, to hearing God or recognizing confirmations that He's doing it. And I know that different people have different levels of sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and His role as, as the triune Godhead, right? But I will say that in doing so, those who, say, might be on the end of the continuum of being more uh, spirit-filled or Pentecostal, and then you have the other side 
it, it's okay where you land on that continuum. We want to encourage your relationship with God first, because yeah. it's out of the CEO is, is how the culture is going to get transformed and touched. So we think accessing the spirit realm is about encouraging our CEOs back into prayer, the Word, and communication with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I want to have fun for just a minute here and kind of roll reverse. So Luke, you're the one that brought Chris on, but I'm going to ask Chris to just kind of address what you guys are doing there, Bella Wealth Management, because he's gotten to have a little bit of perspective, not as a daily listener or a monthly listener on I Work For Him. Um, So Chris, just address our listeners and talk um, or ask Luke a question regarding uh, Bel Air Wealth Management, what they're doing with biblically responsible investing. Yes. Okay. So I completely support everything that Luke is doing because it's an option for one of the challenges that we're trying to address is investments in the world that are actively against the values that we support. Mm -hmm. Could you speak, Luke, to how Bel Air Wealth Management is providing some options for believers to kind of move in in your direction to, uh, to actually make that possible? Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Chris and Martha. So, you know, biblically responsible investing, just for our audience who's never really heard that term before, it's the, it's the thought that, uh, you know, when you own a stock, and when you own stock, I say, it could be in a mutual fund, it could be an exchange-traded fund, but inside of your, your investment account with your retirement plan at work, you own stock. And when you own stock, you own a small portion of that business. So as a business owner, we like to ask, you know, number one, would Jesus want to own your portfolio uh, with the stocks and such that are in it? But more importantly is the, the stocks inside of your portfolio, if you are, most, of the, most of the portfolios we review and screen are usually index-based, you know, so you're, you have abortion, you have pornography, you have human trafficking, tobacco, gambling, alcohol. You have all of those businesses that you're profiting from, and that's where the question comes around, would Jesus want to own your portfolio if he were here today? Would he want, would you want to own any of these businesses? So if I came to you, Chris, or, or Jim, or Martha, and said, hey, I'm going to, let's go open up a, um, you know, a, an abortion clinic, you guys would say, absolutely not. But the truth be told, we already own these businesses in our portfolio, and we are profiting from them. So Bel Air Wealth Management, that our, our niche is biblically responsible investing and helping you, helping believers screen their portfolios to align them with God's heart. And how do we screen our taxes and how that money is spent? You know, because five hundred million dollars <laughs> a year goes it goes into the abortion industry too. Got to figure. I know the answer to that. We can run for Congress. We need lots of more people like that. Luke, that was a great explanation. I yes. love that because we need to understand that we need to be thinking about God entrusted money to us. We need to be good stewards of that. Chris Conant, I, I love Monmouth Society and how you guys are coming along, Christ followers who need investment for really successful business models but need money to get to the next level, but also you're helping investors in put their money into something that is truly kingdom minded to grow the kingdom. I, I just want to thank you for sharing Monmouth Society with I Work Ram audience today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, next time what we got to do when we bring you back, Chris, is to bring you back with some people who have gone through the process with you and have seen their society, their culture, and their company transform because of their involvement mm-hmm. with you guys. We, we got to do that the next time, okay, Chris? I totally agree. That's a great idea. And Luke Andrews, people can get a hold of you how? 
Uh, anytime. Call or text 727-798-4188. 727-798-4188. Or always online, bwmadvisors.com. All right, you've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.